Good. <laughs> Starting off the episode with a with a with a slurp. Yeah, I'll join you in that. Thank you. Yes. Let's just take a let's let's just take a a victory slurp here. Yeah, yeah. We've come a long way. We have. We have. Yeah. I know that we ended um, our Children of Dune discussion kind of patting ourselves on the back so some people might think it's a little gauche mm. for us to open the the subsequent um episode or or, or or section you know yeah yeah um by by patting ourselves on the back but i'm i'm gonna do it yeah you know? i mean i i think we do deserve it and it's you know um if we don't do it, who's who's going to do it for us? You know, we it's like sometimes we have to take take the reins and and and, and do the padding. You know, yeah. Not everyone can be Paddington. No, no. Um, who, of course, got his name because he's just done a ton of padding. Right? Yes, That's he just everyone... pats. Yeah, pats everyone on the back. Everyone pats him on the back. It's 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 yeah. a well known thing about about the franchise. It's. I mean, that's why I think the movies resonate with people so much. Like, so, so often are people denied pats on the back. It's true. That, um, yeah. You know, you, you can only get it through through like a vicarious viewing session. You yeah. Know? Honestly, one of the the biggest problems with our society, I think. The the lack of yeah the lack pats exactly the lack of back pats yeah. yeah it's it's sad, quite sad to be frank. <laughs> it's even sadder to be named Pat. Yeah. To not, uh, yeah, I know. To not get Pat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like my uncle. Or like we, people. My uncle is named Pat, and we, we, we make sure we as, always as pat him mine. on the back. As we, is mine. We make sure as we always mine. pat him on the back whenever we can because yep. his name is Pat, and we want to live up to his, you know, his namesake. And, yeah. 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 No, I mean, they expect a certain level of, of padding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, you know. Yeah, just like just our to, uh, our name is Connor. You know, some people call it Con for short. So they people yep. are constantly conning us. Yes, they're conning us all the time. So we 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 always end up, you know, be getting tricked. Uh, you know, feeling all kinds of um, befuddled, betrayed, yeah. betrayed sometimes. Word. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's kind of our life. But it's yeah, yeah. What's, what's in the name? Conning. What's in the name? Hey. Hey. Um, yeah, but anyways, we, we're patting ourselves on the back because we are starting the fourth book in the Dune Saga. Yes. The original six Dune books written by Frank Herbert. Uh, welcome. You're listening to Dune Dudes. God Emperor of Dune Dudes. Hell yeah. And... Now it's time for our new theme song. I was worried about this. And you have <laughs> it's a, time for our new theme a, song. You have a gleam in your eye that makes me... I, I, I was coming into this like, oh, I should like have my own idea. And I'm like, it doesn't matter because Connor well, already has an idea. I, so. I mean, I, I kind of thought that maybe you would since you did the first one. Uh, we, we might switch off, but no. Um, okay. And I had this idea, but I, I forgot about it up until... 
right when we started recording and i was like oh shit no i i i thought of really yeah i thought of a theme song idea so this is the first time i've ever tried this except for when i was thinking about it in my head okay Uh, i don't i don't know this is if this is going to be good Um, i'm excited okay all right so uh just just give me a second to compose myself i gotta i gotta Mm -hmm. get yeah sure for this yep Mm -hmm. okay God, Emperor of Dune, Worm Man I love, stand beside him and guide him through the golden path he's chosen. Towards the Kralizek, for a thousand years brutality, one day we'll miss Mwadib. God, Emperor of Dune, the Worm Man we love. You have lost it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so you got to learn that now too, so we can both sing it. Both sing it every week. Did you think when we started reading these books that <laughs> you'd get <laughs> you'd get to this point where you would <laughs> you'd come up with that song and like think it's a good idea? I never like, thought. I never thought it would get this far. Um. But here we are. Connor, I had Connor, no choice. Connor, Connor. Okay, well, okay, so for like for <laughs> for like just what for what you did, like it was it was it was good. It was fine, but like you cannot you can't expect <laughs> you can't expect Every we're gonna do like probably at least 10, 11, 12 episodes yeah. that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. You can't expect us to do that, you know. I I don't see uh, you know an issue with it. I think it's uh, it's it's a it's accessible. You know, it's a it's a tune everyone recognizes. You could I... you could learn it pretty pretty easily. I think. You know, it's it's the first episode. You it already happened. You did it. Um... <laughs> So um you know we'll yeah we'll just we'll, we'll that is the new theme song. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Maybe all we need to do is shorten it. I get what you're saying like okay, God yeah. bless America, right? Yes, so the God, yes. we have the God thing in there. Yes, so God yes. Emperor of Dune. Like, uh-huh. That's funny. Yeah. Um I think maybe maybe just like uh just not as long, you know, <laughs> like you did a lot. So Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, we'll, we or alternatively, we could lengthen it so it's you know it it just like kind of feels like uh like maybe the first part of the show you know yeah um I I think that's something that you and I can can discuss or or think about yeah yeah, yeah. Time. or no I'm ha- I, or I'm or maybe no ma- maybe I sing half of it and you sing half of it. It's not. We're not going to do the whole thing next time. So, however, however we do it, it won't be the whole thing. You sing it once. That was good. Um, we'll just leave it. Mm-hmm. We'll. It doesn't have to be the whole thing, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm thinking but it was maybe funny. it was funny though. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, m- maybe we'll 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 cut out the lines. Um, towards the Kralizek, four thousand years brutality. One day we'll miss Maud Dib. Maybe we cut out those lines. 
I don't know. I really like those lines. To be oh, honest. really? I mean, mm, we might have to keep the whole thing. I mean, they work. They work is the thing. Like, yeah. I will think about it. Okay. Yeah, we we will we'll figure, figure it out. Think about it. We'll I'll figure think it about out. it. Yeah. We'll just think okay. about it All right. together. Okay. Um, well, it'll be finalized by the uh, one week from now. Sure. Sounds good. I'll, I might have to make some executive host decisions. We'll see. That but, is uh, that is your job. That is your job. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Because we're in a constant effort to be workshopping and and tightening these episodes into uh, a a fine razor's edge. You know. Yeah, that's all we ever talk about. So, well, I mean that and Dune. That and Dune. Yes, correct, correct. Mostly the show, but about. but the other part is Dune. Like the other right twenty five percent is Dune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking to get us to like a solid sixty forty. Yeah, that 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 sounds more so. That sounds more reasonable. Yeah. Cuz I mean, come for the dune, stay for the dudes. Yes. Right? Yes. True. I mean, that's always True. been the, you know, you you reel them in. Yep. Like a like a worm on a hook. Exactly. Like a sand exactly. worm, you know. And and lo and behold, turns out they're here for the dudes. They are. Not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I mean, I think that's yeah. I mean, uh, right? a reasonable amount, you know. I think yeah. that's yeah. I think that's yeah. a that's a very reasonable thing to say. I I think so too. I'm really glad that we have only each other to 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 bounce that off of, so no one can come in and, and criticize me and destroy that bubble that I've built up around myself. Just yeah. Just two con men patting each other on the back. You know? I mean, I I do think that if we brought somebody else in, yeah, specifically about the theme song, they would um, argue for keeping it in its entirety. You know, I now, mean that 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 depends greatly on who we bring in. So, hmm. I mean, if it were either of our girlfriends, no, they'd be there. Wouldn't be a theme song. <laughs> None of this would have happened. You know, they'd be like, "Isn't yeah. this a Dune podcast?" Sorry, that's yeah. my girlfriend impression. <laughs> you just, you just great. made your voice a little bit higher. Just a little much. higher, yeah. Okay. Just a little. Uh, I mean, not to be too too cliche about it. I yeah. feel like, you know. Uh, now, if it was my brother, um, I think regardless of how he felt, uh, he he would side with you, knowing that. It would be the the opposition to what I'm trying to say, you know. Yeah, so that's, I, I think, that's only I think fair. he would just get the enjoyment out of yeah out of ganging up against. against I mean, me, you know? same thing so. if it was my sister, you know, she would just go totally automatically totally to you know to your yep. side. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's just siblings, am I right? That's how things are. That's how things are. That's how they are. Um, you want to uh, lean into the the Dune discussion a bit? I do. I, I it's gonna be oh, man. I don't know. It's 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 gonna be hard. This is a that we're we're diving into a, a totally different world. Yeah, well um we we really are in so many more yeah. ways than I yep. I was even anticipating or ready for. Yeah, um same. This book has already surprised me 
quite a bit. Yes. Um, which is cool. You know, I love that. Um, I I can continue this saga and, and feel like I'm getting getting something totally different. Um, I just beat Final Fantasy VIII recently, and it mm. it makes me think a little bit of of that. You know, it's like there's these common threads that that fit everything together but but each one is its own unique thing even more so i guess with final fantasy because this is still telling just like one continued story but my my point is really just that um i i mean there's already been some some big changes and i thought there was going to be more carrying over i Mm -hmm. think this is Kind of where the I like only in retrospect now do I see like oh like I think that's why the first three books are considered like that loose trilogy yeah absolutely because that absolutely. that kind of marks the end of that that carryover yeah yeah I mean uh, literally I mean it's the 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 longest time jump we have we have seen thus yes far. yes it's been over three thousand years yes. Over three thousand. the years. end of Children of Doom. Mm-hmm. And our boy is still kicking. Well, he's not kicking. Oh, he literally he's not kicking. Yeah, that's he, that's uh, his his legs the are one part of his body flippers. Yeah, yeah they they, they they've atrophied and uh, yeah, completely useless uh, yep. pain inducing flippers. Yeah, that uh, that he has trail against the end of his worm body. But he's alive. Yes, he's alive. That's the important part. He is. He is alive. He is alive. And uh, much, much has happened in the last three thousand years, as he thought. Yeah. He, as he thought it would. Yeah. Um, certainly, I'm sure a lot more than we are privy to. Let's let's just start. Yes. At the, the very top. beginning, right? From we'll the just, top. I'll go through the first chapter here. Already, we're going to have a lot of shit to unpack. Probably plenty of things to speculate on. But um, similar to um, the way Messiah opens, we have our book start um, with... You know, more of a passage than, than checking in on in any character. Yeah. Um, it's an excerpt from the speech by Hadi Binotto, announcing the discoveries at Dar Es Balat on the planet of Rackus. Um, and there's a he says a lot of shit. I mean, uh. Obviously, Leto, God Emperor, whatever, uh, the stolen journals, yep. the the guild key. Like this line, I didn't really understand. It says, no one denies the antiquity of the guild key, and it, and it alone translates these volumes. They make that sound important. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, some Ixian shit. They, I, I, here's, here's really what I want to say. I'm just saying words now. It doesn't make sense. Here's what I want to say about this to start. Um, So it didn't seem... 
I, I like the way that this opens in the sense that it, it feels like I was thrown into like complete disarray. Yeah. You know? um, even at the beginning of Messiah, it felt like I understood what was happening. You know, you have the interview with uh, like this heretic, supposed heretic guy. Yeah. And so like, you're, you're able to put these pieces together, right? You're like, okay, um, Paul's, like, religion, d- divine empire is in full swing, and people are being uh, unfairly tried and killed if you speak out against this, this, and this, you know, right? It's like, it, it might not it be how you expect the book to start, but, yeah. like, you are able to understand what's happening as you read it. And same with Children of Dune, you get Stilgar watching the twins. You're like, okay, like I understand how much time's passed. I I can imagine why these characters are feeling this way. With such a large break in time, we don't even know how much time it's been at this point. The no. book doesn't say in the first chapter. But it does feel clear, I would say, that this is removed. We're reading like an, a historical account, you know? from this excerpt and and so like at first i'm wondering like what i don't know like is everyone already dead like at this point like the the way we'll talk more about this too as we go but like these chapters jump around in time too and it feels like these this excerpt is um you know, taking place farther in the future than the events of the book when we yeah. read about the characters. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it it's it's not clear whether Leto is still reigning during this opening chapter. Like, you know, w- when they're talking about these documents, I mean, it 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 does seem like time has passed. Now, then, obviously, since we <clears throat> w- what happens in the second chapter. Obviously, we know the second chapter happens before the first chapter, just because of yeah. its nature. Uh, so, um, yeah, w- whether it's whether it's well after that or or just slightly later on in his reign, uh, we don't know. But um, regardless, yeah, it's a it's it's it seems to be a a, a very rare thing. Um, so so even if it is it's not too far into the future or after his reign, it it. Uh, it, it it seems like a, uh, a a very monumental moment getting access to documents like like these. Yes, for sure. And the thing is, like, it, it's not necessarily weird that um, we have like these two timelines within the book because, like, even in the first Dune book, you know, all the the passages of the excerpts that take place before the chapters, you know, by their nature you always understand that they're happening in the future, that these are the texts that people write about the events of the book that you're reading as well. And it's always going back and forth. But I think what's interesting about this is just given the first five chapters that we've read, um, it seems like more time and focus is devoted to those excerpts to the point that it's just its own chapter, you know, and it's not just this first chapter here that does that either. Yeah. Yeah, that's true it kind of leaves me wondering like how much of the book is going to be 
juggling these timelines, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that that isn't just like paying lip service to a paragraph before a chapter. Yeah, because we still have those yeah. as well. You know, like like there there, yes. there 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 are still little little preambles or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it seems like there there is gonna be some some jumping backwards and and forwards. Well, at any rate, um, <laughs> beyond just the the timeline of these chapters and where it falls into the story itself, um, what did you think about this first chapter? I mean, how do you feel? How did you feel reading it? What do you think about the info it gives us? Uh, can you talk about your thoughts a little bit on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like right away, it's it it does kind of throw you into the unknown. Um, where you, you like, yeah, you you don't know how long it's been, who's alive, what what the fuck's going on. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it 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 talks about you know kind of Leto's nature and them kind of being able to confirm that this is actually his, um, you know, it's cool that, that they have oral recordings of, of him speaking as Muad'Dib, as Paul. Yeah. Uh, that's, that seems to be pretty important. Um, but yeah, I mean like, like, you know, I think the best part of it is, is just the, 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 the reading of the excerpt at the end of the book or, or, you know, at the end of the uh, chapter. Um, mm-hmm where you do get a snapshot of Leto's kind of where he's at. And it's, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, I thought it was a good rundown of kind of where he stands now and, and kind of, I mean, what he's kind of doing to, uh, I guess kind of pass the time, you know, is, is kind of, diving into the you know he he can dive into these personas and then he can come come out of it and uh it's kind of like a rebirth um and yeah i pretty much the setup that i kind of got from it was was that like okay this is going to be like a really um which i knew already that it was kind of going to be more of a of leto philosophizing um yeah and this just kind of confirmed that, uh, and that's right up my alley. Um, so I, I, I liked it. And, um, another thing that, that, uh, popped out to me was, was the mention of the planet Rackus. you know, that's, right. that, that's a little bit, uh, different. You're like, that's missing. That's missing a letter. I think that's missing <laughs> a couple letters there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a thing that makes me think that um that this is taking place in the far 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 future like thousands of years from thousands of years from children of dune you know so like if if the shit with siona and leto and all that other stuff we're going to talk about if that's three thousand years post children of dune then this feels like it's thousands of years removed from that is all I mean. Yeah. And so I think Rackus is just a corruption of Arrakis. 
it is mentioned right? a, it's the same planet it's the maybe? same i think it's the same planet i i, I just don't know i i'm not sure if it if it d- during the leto pres like being in leto's present those chapters um i don't know if it's i don't think it's clear if it's called arrakis or not right um be, 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 yeah because because the 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 oh well actually never mind that's that's not true they they call it arrakis in the next chapter but yeah. I know there is a another mention of Rackus, but I'm not sure if it is from the future or not. But that might, but you might be right, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, it's just my assumption that it's one of those like it's so far in the future that um, they just think that that's what yeah. it's called. Um, They've streamlined the name a little bit, right? Well, there's so many streams on Arrakis, you might as well streamline the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, All right. that that brings us into another uh, another thing that's going on. Uh, th- there there are, in fact, streams on on Arrakis now. Yes, there are. Uh, let me just quickly say one more thing about this first chapter, and then we'll we'll talk about all that shit because the second chapter is a doozy. It is a doozy. Um, I just le- I I just wanted to mention I agree I like the uh, the reading from the poet at the end Rebeth Vreeb. I also want to say that's su- that's like one hundred percent Star Wars name to me Rebeth Rebeth Vreeb. Yeah yeah. Um. No, I have no like further commentary on that or or thoughts beyond uh, like damn like that's a Star Wars name but it's cool. <laughs> it is a cool name. Um, but yeah, I also like that it gives us um, that kind of, uh, I don't know, I mean like, I was going to say like a peek into Leo's mind, I feel like we kind of know how, not to say that his thinking hasn't changed from when we last were with him, but um, I feel like this this reading really just gives us um, kind of a refresher, and I, yeah. I really felt like for as... For as much new or weird shit it feels like is thrown at us, like, um, it feels like I'm also really aware when, like, Herbert's trying to remind people of things, or it's like, you know, obviously not everyone would have the luxury of just having all six books to read back to back. Like, when he's writing and releasing these, you know, I think he's also trying to keep in mind that there would be years removed from the last time anyone read the previous dune book yeah and so it's true and i mean you know especially the part uh you know like the literal quote where it's like oh my name's leto like that's kind yes. of uh that's yeah. kind of the reason yeah, yeah yeah yep um so like sometimes i think because we're reading these books essentially back to back i'll read things like that and i don't want to say like roll my eyes but it's just a bit like I feel like you could do like the whole exposition or reintroduction, like a little more deftly Herbert. But, yeah. Um, but it, it feels like I understand why it's there anyway. So like, it doesn't really bother me, but uh, I think it's worth noting because in these opening chapters, and I felt this way about um, the other books too. I think particularly I think Messiah, in Messiah, especially yeah, Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I remember that. It's a bit like, you know, okay. Like I know what's happening here, but like, thanks. Um, thanks anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think you're right. I, I feel like this actually they is handled maybe a little bit more, um, uh, adequately than than the intro to Messiah. 
and even even I wasn't very critical of that, but um, right. I, I just feel like it was way more apparent there, especially like not that like because this is like one small chapter of that, but I feel like for Messiah, like the first two or three passages were like it was all like okay, this is where we were, this is where we are now, kind of yeah, um, yeah. There's less of that here. But also, you you do kind of get assured that even though there is a lot of uh, a lot of changes, you get assured that the Bene Gesserit are still around, the Space and Guild is still mm-hmm. around. Um, mm-hmm. We get uh, told about um, the historical epoch known as the Scattering, yes. which which also which also points to it being kind of this be the, 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 you know this this first chapter happening um, you know maybe a long time in the future from from the the more current uh chapters yeah yeah i kind of forgot about that but i i see the passage or the the part you're talking about yep huh which i don't think um, that was i don't think i don't think that the, that phrase was mentioned in children of doom no 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 i think that's being introduced for the first time right here um, well, anyways, do should we go into, uh, the, the next chapter? You ready to take that leap? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, this, this chapter is pretty fucking dope. Yes. Um, yes. And serves as, you know what feels like the real like first chapter we kind of get our our little our soft intro here and then it's like our story begins you know um the action starts it does yeah right away um and and so much is is told just through the action, yeah. you know, just by the fact that we know these characters are on Arrakis, but they are running through a forest. And you're like, what? Yeah. Then also, I want to point out, though, the forest is called the Forbidden Forest. Yeah, I know. I And I mean, so I'm just like thinking, oh, like, what? Are they running away from Hogwarts? Are these all, <laughs> are these all wizards or something? Are they running? Is, you know, are they was was Dumbledore going to give them a spanking? That's kind of like what I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Was was what was Snape gonna make? Was was Snape gonna, you know, cast a spell on them? <laughs> it's like I mean, all all good questions. Um, but no, in yeah. reality, we you know J.K. Rowling uh, is a piece of shit that stole. Yeah. The Forbidden Forest from Dune. Yeah. No completely. one's ever pointed that out, but it's the tri- It's the god spanking truth there is no you're on the spanking thing there is no doubt in my mind that jk rowling uh shamelessly stole this from herbert yeah. um and you know dumbledore is nothing if not a uh a, a complete 180 ripoff of leto you know because true yeah absolutely she said that she got the name Dumbledore because it has to do with like bees and shit. Yeah. It has, it has to do with mm-hmm. like buzz, buzzing around like a bee yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. And J.K. Rowling must have been like, 
well, no one likes worms, you know. Yeah, I'm but gonna like, make that a bee. Bees. Yeah, I mean, she she saw Lido and was like, "Well, he's a worm. That's kind of cool and interesting." Uh, yeah. Yeah, my character should be based off a of another bug. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Exactly. These these are the logical steps that are laid out for anyone to see. And actually, um, th- and this is hundred percent reality. This this is the truth. Uh, in the first draft of Harry Potter and the um, Philosopher's Stone, because that's the that's the British version. It's the Philosopher's Stone. Yep, that's right. Um, yep. In the first draft, Dumbledore was actually part B. <laughs> for real, for real, and it was only his face that was human. Um, yeah. And her right. editor said that maybe this wouldn't be as accessible, you know, if that would if she kept that in, so she had to cut it out, but. That that points even more into this this just brazen thievery by her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you just you don't think that she could sink any lower. No. And she just always does. Always. Yep. Yeah. But but so so this this has made me um, think of Leto's layer like Hogwarts though. Yeah, so now as I'm kind it of, should. Now I'm kind of imagining it as Hogwarts. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, like dark, dark, dark Hogwarts. Dark Hogwarts, yeah. 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 Like, um, like, like Hogwarts if Snape was the headmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? The uh, the second chapter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right. So okay. Right. They're running through a forest. The for it's forbidden. It is. It you shouldn't go in it. It's no. the forbidden forest. They're being chased by D wolves. That's never really said what it means, but I feel like it's got to be Dune wolves, right? Dune wolves. Oh yeah. Dune. Dune. Yeah. Dune wolves. I heard you. Oh, I thought you just said do. Oh, do. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. The way you said it, it was like, oh, do wolves. And I was like, no. I, Dune. I, I had never thought of that. But yeah, possibly Dune wolves. Dune wolves. Yeah, I mean. Did you think, did you think the D stood for anything? Or were you just like D wolves all the way, baby? Um, I, I assumed that it was like, you know, some kind of like abbreviation for like a technology that, you know, Leto used to control them or to breed them or something like that. But um, yeah, could be. So, so I never thought Dune, but maybe that that is possible, or that they just have big dicks. Yeah, it's it's probably one or the other because yeah, I mean we know Leto is already thinking about everyone else's dick. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, and you know, not only because he has no loins of his own, but uh, I mean he's there. You know, there's a line where he's thinking about Duncan's dick. So let's we we <laughs> we, we have a lot to get into. You got, you got me thinking about other people's dicks, and then I said it, and now it's out there. Just um, you at this point saying Duncan's dick in in this in the in the, in the second chapter, like I know, it's I know. Like, what the fuck are I know. what are you even talking about? I know, I know. I'm really I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm three thousand well, years in the future yeah, right now. Well, well, yeah. That's that's a. Okay, we let's just proceed. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Okay, so second chapter, running through the forest from Dick Wolves. Yes, and uh, 
it, it mentions the last desert too. Yeah. Also important. I know. Um, on, so on, on Arrakis, the last desert on yes. Arrakis. That is insane. Yes. And just since we're on like the terrain topic, we learn a little bit later in this chapter that they're all running toward a river. Yes. Yeah. The Idaho River. Yes. And um, they also mentioned the Kynes Sea. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, so, I mean, there are some serious bodies of water. Yes. Um, and callbacks. Yep. So that's all cool. Um, let's get to our runners. First up, we have Yulot. Yep. Um, this, this was kind of interesting because it kind of felt like, <laughs> I don't know. Herbert did like this, this cheeky little thing where, um, it feels like the expectation is now set up in that, uh, okay. Like things are different. Yeah. Um, we're still not given that number, but I think you, it, it feels like you're being dropped into somewhere further down the line. You know, this is not a uh, us checking back in with Ganema, you know? Um, and so I, I kind of had this feeling where it's like, who, who am I meant to follow as like a character, you know, or like who's getting introduced to me that, I feel like I can expect to hang on to. Yeah. And so here comes Ulat, you know, <laughs> this is going to be the new main character of the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, he dies in two minutes. Yeah. So Ulat gets eaten by wolves. Um, he's the smart guy, but uh, the, the worst runner, he's a little water fat. Yes. Um, and then we get Kuteg. Um, and it seems like he's got a good thing going, you know, he's, he's strong, he's keeping a good pace, uh, he has nice hair, you yeah. know, so it's like, oh, okay. Surely like, he is know. the main character. Right, yeah, you know, Surely. I felt like, I felt like, okay, um, we got Quutig here. It ain't Quutig. No, um, he's, he's dead. He gets Ian. But he does go out, like, th- like, grabbing a wolf and throwing it into yeah. another wolf he fucks and them then, up like, biting a wolf's throats out he fucks so. them up to, to to buy time for who might actually somebody who might actually be <laughs> the main kid one of the main characters yes uh siona yes and I don't know. I think there's like more to her name, but I don't think it's important. Right? No, yeah. the 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 first name is all we need. The first it name is all we need. Really matter. It's kind of. It's just like an afterthought. Wait, right? wait, wait, chapter, wait, 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 so wait, wait, wait. But what's her second? What's her second name though? Oh, uh, Ib- e- Eben. Okay. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter. Wait. Right? Uh, her her third name. Oh, uh, Fuad. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, like that's... like LG LG Fuad. Oh uh, yeah, Fuad? obviously. Fuad? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, now we know what Justin from MCS, you know, yeah. ripped off <laughs> Frank Herbert. Yeah. Yep, it never ends. Yeah, it never ends. This poor well, guy. Well, that's that's it then. That's that's all we need to uh, know about yeah. her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, there's another name. After. Oh, there's there's a fourth name. There is. Yeah, oh, you ready? Right. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Go for it. I guess. Uh, I'll say Afa. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I know you weren't, huh. you weren't expecting that. You thought you thought 
But that was there's and then there's one more name. Wait. Then there's it's the last Wait. No. Yeah. You're 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 pulling my leg now. Uh You got a girl with five names? Yeah. You got a five namer? Honestly, it's like I don't need to hear names, this one. I don't do need. I don't need to hear this you're one. You're right, you're right. Honestly, I don't think you let's do. I think it. we'll let's circle back to it. Yeah. Let's circle let's yeah. talk about Let's talk about them. Uh, they're running. Yes. And we get a little bit of a flashback. So I, I even jumped ahead a bit. You know, okay, the two guys, they get eaten. We got to find out what they're running from, why they're running. Yes. Um, yeah. Who, who they are, what they're doing. Yeah. Um, ultimately, even though the way our chapter opens, we only see two of them get eaten. It mentions ten people uh, yes. die. For the sake of this, this plan, this long shot that they have going on here, um, and it's mentioned that what she has are plans for. It's it's the layout to Leto's citadel. Yes, his secret layer, or not so secret layer. Yeah. Um, and also some Redulian crystal volumes. Yes. Um, which I I thought about after, and I was like, oh, journals, you say? Yes. Journals that they stole? Mm-hmm. So. Sounds we're like we're already, already familiar with those. Yes, so we're already putting pieces together here. So we kind of get to see this inception of the stolen journals, it seems. Yeah. Um, um, but, but really what I liked about this is when we ended our discussion of Children of Dune, like the... the the feeling that was left hanging in the air is that, you know, Leto has taken this dark turn, you know, and it's also what left this bad taste in our mouth. Yeah. Watching Kado three, right. You know, yes. that Leto is yes. kind of painted to be this heroic character. Golden boy on a golden path. Yeah. Um, but us having just read the book, you know, that's not what we're looking for. That it's is not, not what the we case. not the it's case. not what we believe. Nope. Um and I I like that this book starts with immediate opposition yep. against Leto. You know? Starts with a good old fashioned rebel group. Yes. The the resistance, if you will. Yes. Yes. Um so obviously we, we still have to see how this is going to to continue to build, but I, I just really love that this was where Herbert decided to start the story. You know, in the yeah. middle of this, or at the end of this, uh, this heist that seems to be the the very beginnings of you know w- what could be Leto's undoing. Could um, be, yeah. He doesn't seem too worried about it, but you know that's. The impression he, I get. He seems almost uh, amused by it, but we'll, uh, we'll, yes. we'll get there. We will. Um, but yeah, so 
Only one survivor from this rebellion group. Yeah, um, she she makes it across the Idaho River, escapes the wolves, and reflects on all the friends and comrades that she lost getting these Citadel plans. Yes. And she says, Siona Ibn Fuad al-Sayefa Atreides, it is <gasps> who curses you, Leto. You will pay in full. What? That last name? Yeah. What? So it turns out the... The, the fifth name was really important. It, it must, yeah. You're, you're, you're right. Wow. Wow. Turned out to be a big one there, huh? Yes. I thought that was a great end to the chapter. Um, How did that reveal make you feel? It made me feel great, to be honest. Um, because it's... I don't know. I, I, I guess I really like that um, this character seems to be carrying this family name and, uh, you know, that they kind of like retain this this fiery, independent Atreides spirit yeah. that um, I think that you would see from Paul and from um duke leto the first you know yeah yeah like that leto is the one presumably who's lost his way yeah that's diverged from the atreides path and thousands of years removed from that in spite of everything um you know there's still this descendant carrying the torch and i i think it could be easy for it to be um a flat reveal um, or one that feels like it detracts more than adds, especially in light of like star Wars, you know, where it feels like the entire saga just revolves around one family. But I think the incredible length of time that we're dealing with here is, is also what kind of um, gives it a, a strength you yeah. know, because it's it's not just, oh, it's the same character over and over again. I mean, I don't know anything about Siona. No. She is completely new. You know, the name really just acts as kind of like this easy shorthand for yeah. you to recognize, like, um, you know, it feels like I, I better understand, like, what this character's vendetta is. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and what, what their... Uh, some of their personality traits could be, you know? Um, so I really like that. It felt like a twist. It felt like as they were like knocking off all these characters and then it, it ends with this one last survivor. We learn that they're in Atreides, you know? Yeah, I, I um, agree. I think, I think it, was, it was really good. Yeah. I, I, I think it was a, a great reveal, a uh, great reveal. You know, you, you, you know, she's already a badass character cause they get, cause all the guys who die, they're like, Oh, well she's the best runner. She's the strongest, yep. whatever she, that's why, like it makes sense that 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 she is uh, ahead of all of us. Um, the thing that like I was dubious about. Obviously, you brought up Star Wars. I was like, I was like, yeah. oh man, is this gonna be like a Ray Skywalker kind of thing? You know, <laughs> um, yeah. Or or like everyone's related to somebody else. And that that's not to detract from her performance in this first chapter. I was just like worried if that 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 was gonna go down that kind of road. 
which right. which so far Herbert has done a very good job at not doing that, kind of sub- subverting those expectations. Um, but what absolved my fears, though, it's I, I got three words for you: the breeding program. <laughs> right? Am I right? There's a reason why. Yeah. There's a reason why she is the strongest, fastest, smartest of the bunch. She was mm-hmm. bred that way. Also, she is not, you know, probably even close to the only Atreides, you know, in the the universe right now or on Arrakis because there's been three thousand years of breeding Atreides, which is which, right. which, which which to me is 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 very interesting, and uh, that didn't occur to me until. Leto brought it up again in in the, uh, the the final chapter that we read. Right. No, that's true. Um, kind of funny because again, I remember ending our Children of Dune discussion with like, okay, Leto's going to be in charge of the breeding program now. What might that look like? And yeah. you know, how do we feel about it? And we were kind of left with these uh, these feelings of unease, you know. Not only in like the sense of the plot, but also like how is Herbert going to deal with, um, you know, keeping this a, a key point of his universe, you know, yeah. and his plot. And to be fair, we still don't know. Um, so I'm not trying to say that's here nor there necessarily, but I, I think it's interesting that you're now discussing it in a way that's like, oh, I feel like it it adds to this, you yeah, know, or it, yeah, or it feels like it provides an explanation that, um that legitimizes like this character's inclusion in the story. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but I I hear you. I mean, I, I see that too. I don't think it's, um, I, I, you know, a lot remains to be seen about how it works, what he's trying to accomplish. Um, I mean, he mentions that Siona and uh, Duncan were a, a possible match again we'll get to that i know i'm yeah. still i'm on duncan i'm duncan how how right can now. you not how can you not be though um but yeah for what it's worth this this chapter was really fun and very exciting to read um and kind of diving onto this you know this this planet that we know so well but three thousand years in the future it's you know unrecognizable um right we got these cool new characters who will mostly die um but siona it's i she she's she's a very very cool character i think um just from this one chapter you know i i i like her a lot um it also gave me very very big sonic underground vibes <laughs> uh there's you bastard there's just part of it that feels kind of like like a little bit medieval but also you know you've got this tyrant ruling over the the land that they're rebelling against, which is exactly what, mm-hmm. you know, Sonic's rebellion group did with Dr. Eggman <laughs> in Sonic Underground. Right, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, hey, the the most well known rebellion story of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how that's how could your mind say. not go to Sonic Underground? That's what I would say. Um but yeah, so I I uh I I like this chapter a lot. It, it was a lot of fun. Definitely, I agree. Yeah, I, I just I also really appreciate like you're saying the the glimpse it gives us into how much Arrakis has changed and it feels like this is the first time where 
I, I like the way that, that Herbert has um, changed Dune throughout the last three books as well. Um, part of me just wishes that there was a bit more thought into the the length of time. I, I think it feels like some of these changes would require, whether it's building a citadel the size of a country or, you know, all the terraforming that they discuss. Yeah. Um, in Children of Dune, especially, but I, I only bring that up to say I feel like this is the best it's ever been implemented in that he, he gives himself this insane breadth of time to work with, right? 3,000 years. Yep. Yep. More than 3,000 years, whatever yep. it is. Yeah. It could be close to 4,000, so um, we'll see what that means for Leto. But but I, I really love that um, it feels like we get to have this new beginning, um, and that we get to like rediscover Arrakis through uh, through these new characters, and so to be dropped right into the middle of this forest, um, to have this rushing river, to have you know even just the implications of having wolves on Arrakis. I mean, to have this carnivorous uh, predator, you know, that requires to have like a big meal, you know, like before Herbert in the first Dune book is all about like saying that the creatures that survive in the desert, the bigger ones, you know, they just survive on blood and bones, yeah. like the fucking vultures, you know? Um, but you bring your own pre-existing knowledge of animals. Like you, a wolf can never survive on Arrakis the way it was before. Oh, no. Right. No way. And so it just, it says so much about what other creatures must be around for them to eat. Um, I, we're also kind of left to assume it's just people who wander into the forest, so... Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know if it's it's exactly just that. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're not given too much certainty in this chapter. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy, too. Like, I mean, you know, obviously we, we, we knew Lido was going to become this major tyrant who you know rules with an iron fist but uh seeing firsthand you know this group of people just hating him with such passion you know yep. putting their lives at risk dying in the name of stopping him um really you know solidifies okay this is actually happening you know this this is actually where we are yep uh things are bad they are um let's let's talk a little bit about how things are yes. as we know um so our third chapter we go back into the the excerpt chapter and so this is just a journal entry from Leto from the stolen journals um and again, presumably from the journals that we just read about getting stolen by Siona. Yes. Um, and just like you were saying before, the first line is just, I was born Leto Atreides. Yeah. Uh, it's been 3,000 years. You know, like, my father was Paul Muad'Dib. This and that. <laughs> so, and we just get a whole history lesson. I definitely think that this was kind of the part that... Um, felt like just a lot of like blatant expository dialogue yep. 
there's even a section where it's like, oh, you know, why do I even, why do I even do these journals? You know, like, it feels like he's just in like this, this, uh, effort to answer questions that the reader might have before they're even asked. And so it's like, why, oh, you say, why would I even do this journal? Well, because I think it will be historically important eventually this and that. And it's like, okay, like, um, if you want to have that in your story, I just feel like it could have been done a little more naturally. Just like one more, another once over, another revision or, or something for this one. I, um, again, like, I don't really want to complain about it. And I feel like it's completely fine to give it a pass because I feel like the purpose of it this early on in the book is simply to uh, catch older readers up to speed if they're feeling a little lost yeah. at the beginning of this. I, you know, I certainly don't really want things like this. I, I expect we'll have plenty of more journal entries. I just hope that they'll um, give us more information or, or more clues about like what's happened in these intervening years rather Definitely, than telling yeah. us things we already know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I I certainly hope we we do get caught up more than uh than we are currently, but the the kind of recap mode, like I don't know, I I don't think it's all bad because I mean us old timers here, you know, we 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 could use a recap too. Like I mean, I I, I always always forget that uh, Leah Kynes is is his grandfather, you know. Um, right true which is a cool little tidbit of information like there's just like things like that uh and then kind of comparing uh you know um house atreides to to the greeks you know and 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 saying that literally um you know his 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 paternal grandfather uh has ancestry right back to to ancient greece which is right pretty cool um yeah so i mean i don't know i think it's uh you know using the 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 journal entries as a plot device obviously it 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 really helps this function like if if this was just like you know his internal monologue then it would be a little bit weirder for me but as it stands i i you know i do i i i do think it works and maybe is necessary for for this book but i also understand your gripes which is pretty much the the same you know, uh, place I stood with, with the beginning of, uh, Messiah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that you have good points too. Like it's not all just, um, this and that happening. And I I was going to mention the end of the chapter too, as something we'll talk about, but, um, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's one of those things like, uh, I think it's just another part of Herbert's writing that, you kind of just have to accept because right. I mean, he's written like this before and you know, just like anyone, he has strengths and weaknesses. I I think that he uses this like whole journal plot device exceptionally. Well, he's been doing it since the first book. Yeah, that's true. And it's, it's really well done. Yep. I, I just think sometimes when he uses that format to kind of do like an information dump, it can just feel a little uh, stiff, you know. Yep. It's like, why is anyone writing this down? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, 
But yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, I, I also... The ending of this chapter comments on the stealing of the journals themselves um, by Siona. And it kind of immediately reframes what we just read in the second chapter yeah. as like, oh, Siona just narrowly escaping by the skin of her teeth. And, and she does, for what it's worth, um, too. Because Leto's like, I, you know, it was kind of up to her whether she lives or dies. Yeah. Um, but the way that he discusses it and the, the tone of it and I think there's even a line like, isn't she fascinating? As you come to understand her importance to me, mm. you may even question whether I really would have let her die there in the forest. Yeah. I have no doubt about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but so it, it also, it at once is like, yes, she has a very legitimate escape and could have died there. But she clearly does, as Leto states, have an importance in this story. And so even though the escape from death is legit, it feels like Leto is still pulling the strings, you know, yeah. or that he has this, this omnipresent eye over her, you know, that she, she did escape and it was hard fought and it was real, but at the same time, the way that Leto is writing about it, it, it feels like it's in vain, you know, that Leto is like untouchable. He, it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, he, he doesn't seem, you know, very concerned with, uh, with, with what they did and also he seems like he could have you know tilted the scale either way if he wanted to um you know maybe saving her because he he likes her um or killing her because you know obviously she is uh rebelling against his rule but um we also know that i think you know leto could pull these strings but doesn't because he he you know really loves all the little surprises in life you know that like he can get being a you know prescient god emperor yeah. um so so i think he's watch you know watching it knowing he can control it but doesn't because he 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 wants to see things happen without his influence i guess right and like you've mentioned too, like talking about Leto's philosophizing and stuff, like he also has these kind of loftier ideas about death itself, it seems like. And he has this line, uh, death is a very personal thing. I seldom interfere with it. Never in the case of someone who must be tested as Siona requires. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, he he has those thoughts about it, and then later he comments on. Um, well, I can't wait till when we actually get to talk about Duncan, but it's <laughs> what he, what he's, he 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 comments on the fact that um, Duncan, the, the Duncans, the Duncan, never believe yeah. that uh, Leto has not foreseen his own death. Yeah, but Leto, since we're reading his inner monologue. He's tricked us before, too, yeah. Children of Dune, but um, we're led to believe that 
Leto is able to use his prescience to see his own death, but has so far chosen not to. Yes. He can he can intentionally avoid seeing yes. his own death. He can put up walls, I guess, around his right. prescience and and yeah, he he is purposefully holding that um you know, holding that in the future as a surprise. Uh right. which is understandable, but then yeah, but then I'll also get into the the fear too, you know, he he's he's like, you know, well, if I don't die by water, then like every, we're all fucked, and and there'll be no spice for anybody ever again. Right. Yes. Uh, so yes, so yes, yeah, yes. he's he's kind of like how do you, uh, playing with fate there, you know? Yeah, he he's definitely gambling with the larger um, the the fate of like the galaxy. Yeah, you know, that everything is resting on everything is built upon spice. Exactly, you know? and. And and he, you know, he is hoarding most of, you know, the the far majority of the spice right now. Um, And it, like, makes you think, too, like, like, yeah, you know, him holding his death um, at an arm's distance from his his prescience is great for him, you know. Uh, You know, makes life more exciting and uh, whatever, but... It kind of, you know, because if he does die unexpectedly away from water, then, like, what was the golden path for anyways? If that's going to fuck um, everything up, if that's going to fuck everything up and, you know, it, it, you know, things will be in disarray, it, it, you know, for that, um, what, you know, will it have been all worth it? And I don't, I don't think we know that yet. Right. We definitely don't. And I really hope that more light is shed on the golden path and what that has meant for the last 3000 some odd years. Yeah. Um, Get us into the, uh, the brass tacks of it all. Right. Right. I mean, I, I forget what chapter it is. It's, it's at least touched upon in the sense that, um, that there's been this, this lasting piece, just yep. like, just like, uh, Leto prophesized. Yeah, he he calls it Leto's piece. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, he does. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know, sure enough, it sounds like there does need to be its own qualifying term for it because it's not just peace, right? It's no. like enforced. Yes. Peace. Exactly. And yeah. like, we kind of always knew that that was what was at stake in a way, but like, I wasn't sure if there would be like some cataclysmic event. That would be awful, but then would like kind of naturally lead into however many thousands of years of peace, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but instead, it seems to be like a constant struggle to l- create an artificial peace. Yes, through force. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, and that can only last for so long. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I would definitely. I'll see if that gets expanded on, but, uh, but yeah. Um, and I, just, I, w- I wanted to read the last line of this journal chapter as well. Um, it's coming off the back of Leto saying like, yeah, you know, uh, I made no move to stop the wolves. 
the D-Wolves are but an extension of my purpose, and my purpose is to be the greatest predator ever known. Mm, and yeah, I just, I felt yeah. like that line was, um, you know, hearkening back to, <clears throat> to, the, to this idea that Leto is, is playing a role, you know, that um, he's like shouldering all of humanity's, uh, you know, their, their pain, their anguish, that, that Leto himself puts him, himself in this constant state of agony to yeah. be like this martyr figure, you know, like yes. I'll, you know, I'll be the tyrant worm. It's like that Chrissy Teigen tweet that's going around, <laughs> you know, like, yes. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll be the one who that brings says people together. Right, and put myself out there just so you can all fucking pile on. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, he, Leto truly is the Chrissy Teigen of the Duneverse. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. It's it's this is the role that he he knew he was going to play from the beginning. Um, it's just kind of interesting because I. I'm sure he is deep down. He is anguished inside, but you know, it, it, it does just seem like he's, he's kind of getting by just, just with these little things that can amuse him, you know, like, like he's little, right. like, it seems like it's boring more, you know, more than anything for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, part of the price that he's paid because he's had to sacrifice his humanity, which we knew was going to be a big deal, you know? He can he could really only watch people as they largely do the things that he expects them to do before yeah. they do it. Yeah. And I think he's just kind of left with this feeling of um just a kind of like general apathy towards human behavior, you know, yeah. that that yeah. they're kind of uh cursed or doomed to repeat the same stupid mistakes over and over again. Yeah. Even though God Leto tries to tell them over and over again, you know, Hey, that's, yeah, that's, that's I know, I know better, you know, but, um, and, and so it's, it's kind of just this feeling that he's so far above humanity that, uh, you know, their emotions, their, their feelings towards these things. It's all trivial to him. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's kind of like a, it's like their emotions are just stimuli, you know. Yeah, like exactly. If, if yeah. I do yeah. this, then you feel this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, well, what what's interesting is in the next chapter too, we get uh, kind of a, uh, an idea of what knowing Leto closely these days is like. Um, yes. But before that, I gotta go pee, so we're gonna take a quick break. All right, I'm gonna grab a beer. Awesome. Sounds good. Hell yeah. Two beers in. Two beers in and two chapters left. Nice. Um so so yeah. Um I don't remember the last thing you said exactly, but it was some kind of a segue into this the second to last chapter. Oh, it was about um, what's it like being close to Daddy Worm, big old yes. worm. Oh, but 
yeah, I, I, I do think I kind of jumped ahead fat too fast because there is some interesting things in this chapter, like about his his physical state. Yes, that's clarified. Um, you know, he he is actually just a giant worm with like little arms encased in sand trout still and his face is the only you know human part that's left of 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 him visible right um and similar to his his great-grandfather um he is he he is supported but this time he's got a cart he's got a cart that uh carries him around (laughs) it's funny didn't really think about that but yes yeah um yeah, I I mean <laughs> you know what the cover of my book looks like. Um <laughs> yeah. I was kind of expecting him to be larger. Like I especially my cover kind of gives the impression that he like is fucking sandworm size. Yeah, know? I know. Like, I know. Hundreds of feet long. Yep. I thought he was going to be this monster worm. He's he is big, but it's not like he's I don't know massive. I, yeah, I, I I don't picture him being actually sandworm length. I kind of picture him as like a like a cross between a sandworm and like a T Rex. Right. Yeah, I think that's about right. Like I think I mean I I think you're right that there are pretty specific measurements given. Um, but I don't remember them, and regardless of what they say, I've already read them. But in my mind, like I'm kind of picturing that he would be like three times my height. Yeah, sort of, you know, I, I like, think that's fair. Yeah, like big, but not like. And either the I book cover is an exaggeration, or he grows before right, he the book. That's sort of where I'm in between too, right? Yeah. It's like, am I left to expect that? it's just an artist's interpretation or is yeah. this something that we're going to grow into TBD, you know, TBD. Another interesting thing though, that, uh, from this chapter that I, uh, want noted is that this technology he's using is, is made by the Ixians. Yep. Um, which I don't think so is, is something that Paul would have, uh, willingly, you know, used. Um, no, no, Paul, was uh rather against that i think i mean by the time it's introduced you know and he's like lost his eyes and everything like when when there are technological solutions to what you might consider to be his problems i think he feels that like accepting it would be um i don't know that there's kind of like a shame yeah and uh or, or it's kind of like an easy way out. Exactly, you know, yeah. That, that there's work that you could put into to, to be independent from this technology yeah. to, to ultimately have like a better or like a more honest or worthwhile like result. Um, Leto obviously doesn't give a shit. You know? No, does he's not give a shit. He's just going to... No, yeah. He's Very just going to do whatever. Father. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I mean, even when... Even when we're we're told that the preacher is 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 using a an Ixian face mask, he's actually not. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And in all that time, in those many years, you know, in, in the desert, that he was blind. Um, I'm sure he could have he, he gotten you know 
Tyloxy wise at some point, but never did. So yeah, that that yeah. is a stark difference between himself and his father. I think that is pretty clear cut. Yeah, absolutely. No, just another thing that um, Leto would probably consider to be a weakness yeah. on Paul's yeah. part. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know that that he's limiting himself. Um, and you know, interestingly, uh, it's in the the last chapter, which we've been dancing around, but. You know, Leto mentions or, or thinks to himself that there is like this this um, known hypocrisy that that outwardly Leto's empire uh, like condemns the use of this Ixian Tlalejou yes, technology. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, for Leto himself, personally, to keep getting an infinite supply of Duncans, yeah. uh, you know, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. He he makes an exce- He is the exception to the rule. Yes. The greatest one. Right. Um, yeah. So, anyways, um, let's, let's talk about the second to last chapter, because it, it's quick. You know, probably only take us another 30 minutes to get through. <laughs> um, it It's just a conversation between Siona and her father, Monio. Yes, but this is also um, a flashback. It is. Yes, thank you. It is also a flashback. Um... She's at school and her father is visiting her. And you know, even even back then, Siona is shown to be very critical of the god worm. Yes. Um, god Emperor. She's not she's not having any of this shit. No. Nope. She she is woke at fourteen, you know. She is earlier. Yeah. yeah. So you know, she sees this shit. Um and Siona's like worried. Hashtag, that... hashtag not my shy halud. That's right. Yeah, she does say a prayer to um, shy halud the worm at the end of that. Yeah, she does. Well, too, right? and then diving back, so like that something that I I I do think we should have talked about is how um, it was referenced that these rebels were trained kind of in the way of the old fremen. But mm-hmm. that that is a, a rarity these days. That these are just ancient. This is oh, all just ancient Fremen tradition. Yeah, that's right. We didn't even talk about the museum. The Fremen, Fremen. museum. Yeah, museum museum Fremen, ancient Fremen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was pretty much just a passing line of dialogue that says so much. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, there's essentially no we get the feeling that there's just like no legitimate Fremen left or, or no Fremen living, uh, what, what we would consider to be like a, a desert lifestyle, you no, know? Yeah. That, um, yeah. I mean, it, I mean it, it, it's there's impossible. no desert left to live impossible in. Right? Now, yep. Um, and so the Fremen, what it, what it feels like the story is kind of showing us, um, 
is that the Fremen have been made to live this uh, sanitized lifestyle, you know, removed from their land, removed from the roots of their people. I mean, it felt very reminiscent of, uh, you know, colonizers coming in and disrupting and destroying the Native American lifestyle and pretty much just relegating them to uh, an, an oddity, you yeah. know, just just the symbol of a bygone era mm-hmm. that has been completely commodified and, and warped into something unrecognizable by, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, by us, by white people, you yeah. know, so, yeah. um, so yeah, it's not good, right? You know, no, like absolutely. It's, not, it's not a absolutely. good thing again. Yeah, I, uh, oh man, that, that's a great comparison too. Cause, cause that, that is, that, that really is spot on. Um, obviously, you know, it's the length of time differs a little bit, but it, 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 it just, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, a life only read about in history books. Right. You know, and, and who knows which way, you know, the, the rule of Leto's administration has, has, you know, warped the, that history, you know, has, has, has changed the, like rewritten the history. Uh, so yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, right. And I think, um, obviously there's a lot of room for that to, there's a lot of, a lot of time and things that could be added to change our perception of this. But, like, just putting the pieces together that we have, yes, the the rebels that we see running with Siona, it is kind of remarked on by the book that they're kind of, like, learning from a, a shadow of a shadow, yeah. right? Like, the, the, the things that they know are only from these, like, removed lessons, but, like... Uh, Yulot still doesn't cry out even when he knows all is lost and he's going to die. You know, like he still is able to have like that good Fremen death. And like, I think particularly too with Siona, she does have that, like that, that like focused, burning like fremen vendetta rage like just the way that when we were reading children of dune and it was like ganema is like the last real fremen even compared to like stilgar you know she's it all comes down to like blood debts you know and like what what is owed and and how that's paid by like you know like these really uh rough and 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 relentless ways but like it it feels like siona five names atreides you know she curses leto at the end in like this ancient fremen way that that focuses on her name that's why very reminiscent of yeah very reminiscent of of aganima right and so like she she has that I which don't is, know if we'll find even, that elsewhere. In that kind of fire, too. I mean, you, you know, you do see it in Ganema, you do see it in Chani, you know, but but even by the time of Messiah, it's it is kind of like a a remnant of ancient Fremen culture, you know. Which right. which makes me wonder, you know, too, it's like 
because this, you know, Siona Atreides, like, obviously this is a whole kind of Arrakis that has been starved or, or limited in spice consumption for quite yes. some time. Um, so, like, I wonder, you know, if she was exposed to spice, would she, would, you know, would she actually be able to tap back into that, um, you know, uh, history? That is a really good point. I, even though I, like, knew that Leto has been hoarding the spice, I hadn't really considered what that impact is to not have the spice be, like, planet-wide. And, like, to, to not have the spice just be something that you ingest to induce visions, but, like, just to be something that is in, like, every meal. Everything. And you breathe. Yep. And, like, right. So, like, that's a good point. You know, I guess that's no longer a thing. So, unlike Leto and Ganema, who did try to avoid spice visions and could be successful up to a point. But they literally couldn't because it's, it's in everything that they right, right, but interact with. Marked. Yeah, exactly. Like it was kind of only a matter of time before they ingested enough yep. to induce that vision. But here, maybe you truly could avoid it. That's a good point. Maybe you can. Maybe. I mean, are are their eyes even blue? Are you know, like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, true. We still true. are, but but for everyone else, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, probably not, huh? <laughs> maybe. I mean, if 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 he really hoards the the vast majority of the spice then you would assume not and it's been three thousand right. years you would assume not but who knows we'll find out maybe huh well okay that that was a good thing to to bring back you're right um and that's because we were talking about uh siona's um respect yeah and reverence yes. towards yep. shy halud which serves as a good worm contrast, right? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we like it. Kind of paints Leto as this false god, too. Yeah, you know that he's he's really just a fucking worm poser, you know. And yet, um, Siona still holds on to these ancient beliefs that, uh, you know, that th- there is like a legitimate ruler or, or a legitimate god on Arrakis, and that their tor- territory has been, um, you know, disrupted. They've been yeah. destroyed. And that comes, um, I mean, that comes up in this chapter too, with uh, with talking with her father. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, and I, I guess really what we're going to want to, really what it's what it drives towards is this idea that um, Monio's not worried about being killed by Leto, even though. It's known that Leto has killed um, many people who serve him. Yeah. And the reason for that, Monio says that uh, Leto has not killed anyone. That it's the worm who Mm -hmm. is God who does the killing. Yeah. And that there is this division, even though they share a body, that Monio sees this split, that they are two distinct beings. He can see the change. And he, yes. he and he avoids Leto when, when this change occurs, apparently. Yes. Um, but then, Siona says something very concerning. Which is, how many Duncan Idahos has, has Leto killed? <laughs> yes, like, this is what? our first glimpse. What the right, fuck? This is what, our first. What are you talking about, Siona? Uh... <laughs> 
That, yeah, yeah he, he's killed nine Duncan Idaho's yes. that we know about. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Jesus um, Christ. Right. Um, but it is funny because, I mean, obviously, her father, you know, must consider Leto the God Emperor being part God, part man. Um, but yeah, Siona rejects all of that and does kind of pay allegiance to the the, the classic Fremen god Shai Halud, the great, you know, the great maker. And uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it makes me wonder if her and her rebel group are a minority, just kind of a small splinter group or if if this sentiment is is uh growing or or you know um a a, a good popular you know percent of the population i don't know yeah um i mean certainly we'll see it's i get the feeling they're probably fighting an uphill battle yeah but uh but yeah we we will see um, and yeah, so with Siona and Monio, Siona's just like, you're fucking crazy, and Monio's like, yes, but I do serve God. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. you know, it kind of, I think, takes a sort, a sort of madness to do that and believe you're doing it. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, and- yeah, go ahead. I was just going to you know, point out his, his reason, uh, you know, to visit her and talk to her is to kind of like warn her about her, her kind of rebellious, uh, streak that she's going, you know, going down and, and to kind of quell her, I guess a little bit to kind of, you know, point her in the direction that he thinks she should be going down because of his allegiance yeah. to Leto. Yeah. It does not seem like he's successful. No, not at um, all. No. No, she's she's very strong willed and, and <laughs> obviously knows, you know, this guy's a uh tyrant ruler, murderer. He's not a god, he's just a uh disfigured worm man, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, um it's interesting, you know. To, to see this little snippet of their conversation, if only just because it, it shows us very clearly where they stand and, like, they have a very, like, um, uh, like a very clear-cut conflict between the two of them. And so, you know, obviously we kind of get to see what... Siona is doing in her later years as she's stealing the plans and journals as part of this rebel group. Yeah. But we don't get to see Manio again yet. Um, but my assumption is that he's still alive. Yeah, I mean, and he's still serving Leto. He's mentioned in the next chapter. He is. Yeah, Leto mentions him. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. I thought he was around. <laughs> yeah, he's, so, he's he's not killed yet, right? But, but he, yeah, he he has mentioned. Yeah, if anything, just kind of like setting up this dynamic 
of the father and daughter in two different worlds that are like inherently at odds with one another uh is a cool place to start if anything you know so I'm, i'm interested to see where that goes and and how they're you know their own relationship with Leto and their relationship with one another is is going to evolve as yeah. this continues. But I, I like that this is the starting point. You know, so yeah, same. You know, it's 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 um you know you can kind of see this might be headed into kind of a conflict of some sorts with either you know Maneo siding with Leto or siding with his daughter. Um, you know, we'll see if if he is that devout to his his god that he sells out his daughter, or if he uh, maybe you know sacrifices himself for her, potentially. Right. Yeah, could go either of those two ways. Um, feels like having read the last three Dune books, it's like those are like the two obvious ways for the narrative to go and so it, it'll yeah. probably be something different oh yeah it's gonna that, be something but, totally different <laughs> but yeah um no i I'm, I'm on the same page i'm also like considering like what's the logical like end point but like, yeah I, I feel like i don't know where it's really going yet um so yeah anyways that's that um let's let's talk about this last chapter um the the beginning of it the very beginning the little excerpt from it Leto's talking about how much time he has spent people watching yeah yeah you know he's like i i don't know like in a, in a like in in like a like a Seinfeld sense almost like he just like is just constantly observing human yep. behavior you know and commenting on it and um he mentions that he's just like watching this old guy on a bench and that they're a removed descendant of Stilgar and that they don't even know it because it's been so much time they don't even know this old person who's about to go die, doesn't even know that they're related to Stilgar. Yeah. Um, and I, I think what's... What I liked about it is just it ends with um, Leto being like, oh, well, if it was Stilgar, he would have at least noticed I was watching him. Yeah, you know? exactly, yep. And so it kind of just... Um does a little bit more work towards that idea that the the more time passes on Arrakis since the involvement of the Atreides, the more and more alienated and removed the the people of Arrakis become from like uh From from essentially, I guess, just like being in tune with the land and themselves. Yep. Yep. And so, Leto's just kind of like remarking that he's watching this dull, removed uh, ancestor of someone who used to be great, you know, and and they're just a shadow of their their former selves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I I think that's probably how Leto feels about, you know, 
maybe everyone on Arrakis. Pretty much, yeah. Maybe Seems besides like everyone. Siona, maybe. Right. Um, yeah, I thought that was very, you know, just, just he can, I it's, it's very interesting how he can, you know, tell so much by just the, the most subtle of, of movements or, you know, facial features. Uh, he's, he, he really has grown to be the greatest people watcher in, in, uh, <laughs> in the world, in the universe, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like like how in the first Dune book, like when you first learn about how the Bene Gesserit witches function, you know, and you're like, oh, like, I get her that works because it's just a crazy extension of, you know, people's regular abilities taken to like a, a fucking insanely exaggerated level. Yeah. But then this is like an insanely exaggerated level of Bene Gesserit training, you know? It is, yeah. But it's kind of all grounded in that same minutiae. Absolutely, yeah. This is what happens with, you know, 3,000 plus years of training. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, Leto has this underground... It's kind of, it was a weird description. Um, He has this underground cavern. It's below the Citadel. It's hundreds of meters in diameter or circumference. And there's these spokes or like hallways just like radiating off of this main chamber in 360 degree directions, just like going... So what it seems to me is like it's all just passages for his worm body to go through. You yeah, know? yeah. And he just has like this this secret underground worm castle that's pretty much just for him. And then there's like the regular citadel up above. Yeah. But this is this is where he does his worm shit. <laughs> I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hot worm shit. <laughs> Hot worms in your area. <laughs> um, yeah, he's waiting for Duncan. Hey, he, we can finally talk about Duncan. He is waiting for a Duncan Idaho, a right. Mr. Duncan Idaho. And then, you know, that makes you think, like, hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Because I think Duncan, I, I thought Duncan Idaho died in the last book. Yep. Then you think, wait, but he also died in the first book. Mm-hmm. And like, huh? There's some, there is some trickery going on. I don't know what is going on, but uh, but somehow he's uh, he's he's been revived again. <laughs> I told Tony that um, I'm like I'm reading this, and I think it's funny. That Duncan's still around. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, they they keep reviving him, and they've revived him so many times that the book just calls him A. Duncan. Yeah, Instead of Duncan. Duncan. (laughs) And and Tony's response was literally, why are you still reading these books? (laughs) (laughs) She's Uh, like, every time you tell me something about them, they sound so stupid. You should stop. Hilarious. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it it sounds like something like that would happen in Doctor Who. Yeah, 
um duncan just somebody being brought back to life over and over again yeah um yeah it's that's it's it's crazy the i mean the the description we get of 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 you know he's the same old duncan now but you know pretty much Leto just goes through them and then one you know once they get uh confrontational or you know angry at him and and and, and, and want to kill him you know that's it then he, he he moves on to another duncan right so it's and that's been happening for who knows how long this is it's i mean i don't know it's 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 pretty pretty wild how do you feel it, how do you feel about uh about uh, about you know Duncan being still around he had a, <laughs> he he had a great death he had a great death in children of dune um yeah. and with with that and also a great death in in dune um so i mean with 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 all of that going into it, how how do you feel then also there's the question too is is this Duncan brought back from after he died in the first book or is this Duncan being brought back after he died in Children of Dune. Yeah, all good questions. Um, just going off of the last thing you said, I think it's Duncan being brought back from his first death. Yeah. Um, in the first book, because there is a mention that like the the Tleilaju are using the original cells. Um, and so I think that, like, through the process of them making the goal of the first time, that they've just, like, still had, they just, like, keep the cells, they keep whatever to do it again, and they just have that. And I think that we're still getting that copy. Um, you know, in terms of how I feel about it, and as with the the constant overhanging disclaimer of this whole episode where it's like, well, it's a little early to tell, but um, I mean, this, this same chapter where A. Duncan is introduced, they're also killed, right? Yes. So this particular Duncan in this chapter is already dead. Um, and so... I think that because of how we're already told at least nine, but I'm sure so many more than that, given the thousands of years that it's been, you know, how, and in probably a truly unfathomable amount of Duncans could be created and killed in this time. Um, it feels very, like, impersonal. And... What I love about Messiah and Children of Dune, specifically with how they handle Duncan, is that even though he's already died in the first book, you know, him coming back and experiencing death again at the end is all part of his his journey and his arc and his character. And it's not just dismissed as like, oh, you know, he's just dying, this and that. So essentially, Duncan in the first book is like his own separate Duncan. And then hate 
Duncan and Messiah and then continuing into Children of Dune is like its own separate Duncan character that is like intrinsically tied to the first Duncan, but but I think is different. And I so I think similarly the Duncan that we're getting in God Emperor it's fine with me that he's back. Because in a much more real way, he's not back at all. You know, you only get that Duncan once. I don't know if Leto understands that lesson, but the hate Duncan from Messiah into Children of Dune, you know, died in Children of Dune. And no amount of cloning that Duncan cells or whatever is going to give you that Duncan. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's fine, you know, bring Duncan back a million times because each one is an opportunity for them to experience something different that that changes their character unique to them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. And, and, and also, if if this is Duncan brought back from, you know, the original cells, uh, like, is he a Mentat? Is he... Zensuni, you know, is like, or is he just a, a good warrior? You know, yes, tactical right. kind of, uh, yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah, it's it's yet to be seen, but uh, he he is really used as kind of more of a toy, but and and, and also kind of just like a, a nice thing that harkens back to Leto's past, like you know, in the same way that he names, you know, bodies of water, you know, after his, his, his dead friends and relatives, you know, like, yeah. Um, I think he does a lot of, of, of remembrance to his, his past. Um, and reviving Duncan is part of that, unfortunately. Yeah. In, in a cruel way, you know, a very selfish way. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, Duncan's role, it's it's weird. Um, I mean, part of it, he's he's also kind of intermittently in the breeding program, and it sounds like it's even, like, dependent on, like, the batch of Duncans that you yeah. get, you know? Some of them, in Herbert's own words, can stand at stud. Yep. Some of them, some of them can fuck. <laughs> That's another, I read that line and I was like, uh, I mean, I know what this means, but like, yeah. if, but it, you know, it's one of those, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot to read into it, I guess. Um, cause it's, it's kind of like, I, I was talking about this too, but it's kind of like how you would describe a horse. It is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it kind of just all ties back into, um, the breeding program yep. bit and just, just the way that he is used and utilized, um, you know, probably kind of soullessly, uh, for, for just whatever, you know, and it's mentioned that, um, that Leto was considering pairing Duncan and Siona, th- this particular Duncan yes. and Siona together. Um, which again, I mean, there's like a million branching implications from that too. Just given like what is Leto's 
relation to and plans for and all that stuff with Fiona yeah. and yeah. so I don't know. I feel like that opens a whole other it, thing. It but. does. It, it yeah. It opens a whole can of worms. Um, which they Duncan and Leto go through a whole thing, which we'll definitely touch on. But <laughs> Duncan's last words end up being Siona. Yes. Right, and Leto's like, oh, it, it couldn't possibly be that. Uh, what? Like he cared for her. There was like, something I mean, between like, them, maybe. Yeah, because right. I mean, because. I mean, you know, before you know, he he brought these reports about how Siona stole these documents and the rebel group, blah blah blah, and you know, Leto goes on and on about, well, you know, you you're looking at this the wrong way, you know, you you've got to let these rebel groups do what they want and take their best ideas and applaud them for it. You can't resist them because that'll make them grow stronger. Blah 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 blah. Leadership one hundred and one. Um, yeah. So yeah, I. I I don't know I don't and and it's it, it could really be one of those red herrings that Herbert throws in, you know where it's like oh d- did Duncan and Siona have a secret relationship, or are his last words Siona because that was like the last person he was like talking about passionately you know railing you know against them I I I don't know yeah yeah I mean. It's... I mean, I'm tempted to think that it's it's just that, uh, you know, Leto's dismissiveness um, yeah. is, is going to be part of his undoing, um, you know, that he's going to underestimate humanity and the little humans that he plays with, um, you know, and so he's like, oh, of course... Duncan and Sinoa could no way because you know but I mean like that could just be one of the the continuing little surprises of of humanity that yeah yeah it's um, true I mean and that and catches also, him off guard yeah yeah I mean you know Duncan entered that room apparently like many times before with the intent to kill him but um, yeah he entered with a laser gun in his briefcase you know could he not be <clears throat> part of the rebel unit you know right a mole or something like that uh we i i don't know um yeah that's yeah that's true right because leto who is no stranger to assassination attempts particularly from duncans because yes the duncans know they are in a long line of duncans that are just being (laughs) uh they always revolt right uh so right he interprets this particular event as as Duncan learning of the others. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, he's always known, but the knowledge of it kind of crushing him and causing him to, to rebel. But right, it, it could very well be that this was a part of a larger plot from yeah. the rebellion. So I, I think that's a really good idea. It could be that twist coming. Yeah, I mean... What else do you have to say about about all this? Um, about all this. I mean, it feels like we're talking about five different things at once. I so I don't, I, I don't know which one. Um, I mean, I I think what I'm what I'm kind of like 
You know, actually, I don't know. I, I don't know where I want to jump to. I, I'm not sure if I have something to, to build off of that. There's a few things here, like, that I think need pointing out. Um, Duncan, you know, warns about the rebel group, too. But then he also is warning about, um, like, a cult, the cult of Aaliyah on Getty Prime. Yes. Which is very interesting. Uh, and he's like, I don't know why these guys popped up and whatever. Um, and then Leto's like, you idiot. The Harkonnens were spice hoarders. There's obviously, uh, uh, you know, a, a stash of spice that they're trying to get to secretly. Like, yep. like you, the, the, the Bene Gesserit are using this to, to, you know, infiltrate that stash. So that's very interesting that there's these different factions around and the Bene Gesserit are, you know, he's been starving them for spice so they don't, they can't reach their full potential. Yeah. Can't, can't produce uh, Reverend Mothers. Um, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. Well, well, wait, let's, let's stop there for a second. So, so yes, that is an interesting part, especially too, because, um, Leto's like, hey, so Gietti Prime, Harkonnens, is that like ringing any bells? You know, yeah. like Duncan's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Leto's like, well, your fucking sister was killed there, dude. Um, yeah. And I feel like that must have been brought up in the first Dune book, right? You know, at, at least in like one sentence that probably seemed inconsequential. Because, like, wouldn't this be such a weird thing to uh, to just, like, throw in and introduce here? Yeah, it would be. But at the same time, I can't remember for the life of me. Do you remember? I, I mean, I know there was a good short passage about, you know, Jessica maybe talking about when they took Duncan in and kind of training him and stuff and yeah. whatever. I don't know if his sister was ever mentioned. But um, but so I I feel like we got we've only gotten a partial backstory, right? Um, which is weird that we that's taken this long to get uh to 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 know his sister was, you, you know, lost there. Um, but then yeah, that also could have just been like a like a one sentence thing that we've we passed over. I don't know. Well, right, because like I can remember, obviously Ua's wife. Yep. Gurney was was right. Gurney was it was it his uh was that his sister or his wife? Um, I I think it was Gurney's sister. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think it was Gurney's sister that I was kind of speculating was Ua's wife. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Which which still could be true. Right, but so, so we, we kind of so what? So like Gurney's sister was killed by the Harkonnens, and Duncan's sister was killed by the Harkonnens. Now, I mean, like Seems is Herbert like a- just forgetting his own? fucking lore setups and he's just like oh well that's uh, a possibility uh, uh, and and hot sister was killed by the harkonnens <laughs> too yeah yeah anyways whatever i i just thought it was like kind of like oh, okay and then the um aliyah thing the cult um yeah there there's like several interesting threads there because one leto kind of laughs at the fact that so much time has passed he sees this cult has combined Jessica and Aaliyah into yeah. one person, yep. into one goddess. Yep. Um, which I don't really, I don't have a lot to say on in like implications from that, but I, I do think it's interesting that 
that's the decision they're they're going with. Um, but then also, yeah, it's, so it seems to be part of this B'nai Gezerit plot. And then, like you're saying, it's kind of all tying back into the Spice Horde. Um, and the way that, that Leto is able to manipulate different people through the Spice or to get different things is also talked about in this chapter in terms of Leto knows that um, that this Duncan is bringing a LAS gun because the Spacing Guild told him, and the Spacing Guild will lick his shriveled worm <laughs> feet yes. at any given chance because they're desperate for spice. Exactly, and so yeah. he says they're almost as good as allies. And then um, the the Tulelajou themselves that keep making Duncans in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all because they they want spice too. You know. Yeah. 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 So absolutely. Leto is able to make the fucking world go round however he wants by just doling out yeah. uh, bits as he sees fit. I mean, he's he's doing kind of what Paul threatened at the end of the last Dune, except at a much greater level, you know, literally just taking full control of everything by, by, by taking spice away from everybody unless he approves it. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is crazy. But I, I don't know. I mean, obviously Paul probably couldn't, I, well, I mean, if Paul decided to, to take the golden path or, or whatever, then maybe he could have lived 3000 years. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, again, nothing that Paul would have done. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it makes me... It makes me kind of think... When Paul has that first... Vision. At the end of book one. And he's like, you think I'm the Kwisatz Hatterach. Yeah. You know, I'm just a seed. I'm so much more. Yeah. I wonder if he saw himself, if he saw a path of him growing into this. You yeah. Know, maybe yeah. him realizing he had the potential to become this god. And and so when you're reading the first Dune book, it almost feels like a bait and switch where it's like, mm. oh, he's set up to be the Kwisatz Hatterach. Yeah. And then he isn't. Oh, but then he is again. He's like, yeah. no, no, I, I am. But yeah. maybe because he chooses to be, you know? Like, right, he rejects yeah. this far-flung vision of him becoming this horrible tyrant god. No, yeah. That, that he's always had the potential to become. I think that's absolutely possible. I think that, that could definitely be true. Um, and that does kind of put together a few different puzzle pieces that would make more sense in retrospect. Yeah. Well, at any rate, um, so so Duncan and Leto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think about Duncan being around? I know you were a huge uh, Duncan fan um, in our in our last two books. You really liked what Herbert did with the character. Yeah. So how do you feel about Duncan being? back yeah to, you know turn that back around i i um i think he's playing a much different role 
be being used in a much different way this this time. Um, apparently, obviously, a lot of it remains to be seen. We don't really know what is what the end game here is. Um, most of all, I just think it's funny, and I and I think Leto thinks it's funny too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think that's kind of the point, you know, like. It's 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 more so entertainment for Lido. He still wears his you know old ass Atreides uniform and everything. Like it's just like I it's it's just it, it's kind of he, he's one of Lido's little play toys, and that's uh that 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 fact alone is like very disturbing. You know, he's he's this beloved character from the last two three books, uh, the last two books especially, and now he's kind of being used as a doll as as a doll um so i i like that i like that but i'm mad about it as well just right because that's what i meant to feel right now i guess yes uh yeah yeah i guess i mean and we'll see how it plays out as well totally um so we also get this, like, really good, like, you mentioned the boredom that Leto has, and I think Herbert does an awesome job of translating Leto's boredom by, like, Duncan starts talking, and then we get, like, two full pages of, like, only Leto thinking to yeah. himself, and he's like, wow, this is fucking boring. Yeah. Like, this, yep. <laughs> he's like, you guys are so thorough, this and that, like, it kind of... Uh, you ever seen The Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. All right. So, like, at the beginning of that movie, uh, there's, like, the whole courtroom scene where everyone, like, keeps, like, coming in and, like, saying their shit and, like, no one, no one's listening, you know? And yep. then, like, turns out Yzma is in Cusco's seat and Cusco's, like, listening to Yzma talk, but he can only focus on the spinach in her teeth. Yeah. The whole time she's talking. Yeah. Okay. So, that, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, but you're Lido right. is Cusco, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and and Duncan is um, Isma. So, and that is exactly why we're going to call this episode "The God Emperor's New Groove." <laughs> <laughs> right, we have to do it. Yes, that has to be. Yes, the case. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, yeah. I wasn't going to put that <laughs> together, but that's great. You're absolutely right, and that's actually also what leads to him almost dying too. Because he he zones out and then suddenly he 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 snaps back into it and he's got a laser gun pointed at his face. Yeah, I really, I really love that yeah, that idea too. that this like all powerful god could just become so fucking bored that they're like, oh, they're gonna kill me. Yeah, <laughs> he's like both worried about it in the sense that like he's very aware that like in an infinite universe that there's always a chance that even the the most feeble attempts could end in success. Yep. Um but he he also feels like the chances of success are so infinitesimal to worry about it is ridiculous. Not worth it. Yep. Yeah. Um he mentions that like oh Duncan had the last gun pointed at my brain. But nobody knows that my brain has grown to encompass like, yeah, his entire different body. segments yeah, of my body I know. because of my worm evolution. Yeah. So like 
So Duncan must have only thought he was targeting his brain, you know? Exactly. Right? There, there is no way to target the brain if no. he's all brain. I know. Um, and then but yeah, no, I, he I was like even that. thinking too. He's like, he's like, yeah, what's the worst that could have happened? I could have gotten like really scratched. I could have gotten like like cut up or, or you know, I mean, what really ends up happening is is he he ends up just like hurting his his flippers, <laughs> his flippers, yeah. Um, but the way he he talks him down is is great. Where he 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 uses the voice of Dib to invoke a certain emotion from from Duncan which apparently he always does and he's it's it's a tried and true trick. I know, it felt kind of sad where he's like, yeah, he yeah. just plays him like a fiddle. Really? Oh man, it's it's so fucking brutal. It really is. Yeah. Like he's been fucking uh Pavlov. He's just completely conditioned to just be like, "Oh, yeah. What? More yep. dude?" I know. I know. Yeah, no, it's it's really sad. I mean, and, and then there is some flailing around, and and honestly, like it, to, to me, it's surprising how much exertion he causes Leto to go through to kill him. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, and then Leto knows about like how much adrenaline he needs to get off his cart and and do that, and like it's it's right. Yeah, I mean. He's he he's not you know not really the uh, the 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 Sonic the Hedgehog character we uh, we 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 left at the end of the last book. No, yeah, it seems that as he loses his humanoid form, maybe he's not as like as ready or as able to like have these immediate feats of strength, but yeah. like his capabilities are still obviously incredible yeah he even he is is surprised at how fast he can go yep. like when he like given the right conditions and everything and so like it kind of feels like yeah it's not so much he's wearing this like super suit that allows him to do whatever he wants but like it feels like in shorter spurts, he might be stronger than he's ever been. Yeah. Just that it's not like as accessible to him. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And I mean, what's mentioned a few times too, is like that, like the, his skin has a mind of its own, you know? And he doesn't, I mean, it works with him, but he doesn't always fully, um, order it. What to, like yeah. what to do. It's, 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 it's more intuitive. Um, so I, you know, I wonder if that's going to play into, you know, what Maneo was saying about, oh, you know, you can see when it's Lido and when it is uh, Shai Halud, you know? Yeah. If 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 that's eventually going to be a point of contention between the two different um, entities in this one body, uh, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's particularly interesting because Maneo is the only one who's really, like, commented on this yeah. split or this difference. Like, Leto himself, by all accounts, is like, I've fused. Yep. Things are the same. We are one. Like, he's never... I, you know, there, there's... At the end of Children of Dune, and given the small windows into the journals that he's written at the beginning of this book, nothing from him seems to be saying or implying that there's any kind of, like, schism or a dichotomy. Where no. He's like, oh. Um, and yet, yeah, this this plot point or this idea is introduced. So it definitely feels like it could build to that. 
Yeah. But I, I'm intrigued that they are doing this now because it feels like a lot of work has kind of been done to be like, no, like they have fused. Yeah. yeah and so right. now we're kind of being shown to be like, well, but maybe not. Right. Sort of like how at the end of Children of Dune, it's like, no, 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 Leto's not possessed. No, 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 he's not. He's not. He's not. Oh, no, he is. Actually, you know he is. I mean? Yeah. And <laughs> we haven't gotten any mention of Harem yet, you know? No. Um. So, so you know, I wonder if he's rectified that situation or if he is, uh, 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 yeah. I don't know if there's any more more fusion of his past selves within him or, or uh, you know, it seems like he is a lot of control over these days so it's it's uh right well this this ability to seemingly wall off parts of his inner lives at will yeah was never really um never an ability he was shown to have so much control over before but like there was one part in in this last chapter where someone says something and like the inner life of I think it was Jessica, his grandmother. Yep. Um is like triggered and he just like is like, oh gotta shut that down immediately. You know what I yeah. mean? Um so he does seem to be able to kind of pick and choose and so so too might he be able to um just have I mean but also like it's all it's also not so much that it's just like this core of Leto and then all the inner lives around him. Like it feels like at the end of Children of Dune specifically, again, there's kind of this idea that like the the individual self of Leto is no longer like this this entity with like defined boundaries. It's yeah. kind of been fused with all the other selves. Mm-hmm. And yet there are still distinctions for, like, the other inner characters, like Jessica, yeah. like yeah. is like Paul. So, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of confusing, I guess. Yeah, it's confusing. I mean, I, I, I do think it's just he has more control over it or the voices have all calmed down because it's been so long. Um, but, I, I mean, ah, yeah. There's so much we don't know. There's, like, you know, I mean, what I, like... This this chapter was great. I, I'm not sure if you have much more to say about it or not, but um, mm, no, I don't think so. But like, what I but what I'm really excited about for the rest of the book is like, I I do want to know just like how much power Leto has internally, physically, and just of the the universe and of Arrakis in particular. Like, I, like I want to. Uh, yeah, you know, I I do want to know what these last three thousand years have been. Like I want to get some specifics or some anecdotes um, on the street, you know. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 excited to to um, kind of I guess get a bigger picture of what's going on. But right, what what, what we've seen so far is 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 very fascinating, and uh, I think it's off to a really strong start. Same, and yeah, I mean, while there's there's so much ground that could be covered considering the last 3,000 years and all the things we don't know. Obviously, we're also, like, thinking about all these these hanging questions that's like, well, what... Wh- where Where is all this going, you know? Yeah. It's like, it feels like um, this is also poised to kind of be a story of, of rebellion and, like, 
where Children of Dune was like, okay, how do you how do you make a god? How could you mm. become a god? Yep. This could be like, you know, how do you... I know we already kind of talked about Messiah as like, how do you kill a god? But it's all... that That's like the story of like, how does a god kill itself? I yeah, guess, really, I know. You know, right? Know. And so yep. like, this would be like from the from the outside looking in instead. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, how, how can you dismantle or take down a god-like force as a human? You know? Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's also on like much different levels too because i mean paul was paul even as yes. Mwadib at his height and then leto is just something on a on a on a totally different scale you know right like closer to being like an, an actual god god yeah yeah no i mean um and i want to see that too you know i i want to see you know what is the religion of the god emperor leto the second some, you know, just like we got to see what their what what this you know Muad'Dib worship was, I want to see the same thing with with <laughs> you know what that looks like. Yeah, uh, I, I think that'll be very interesting. Where where those things differ? Right. No, I, I think I think we'll be getting that within this next section in, in some yeah. form, or I think there'll be some some more illumination on like what does it mean to have this character in power at the head of the Imperium. Yeah. How is the Imperium different? Yeah. You know, it's been a long um, time, you know, the, they were supposed to be Pharaohs, you know, I mean, what's going on? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I know there's, there's a lot and we could ask questions for another 30 minutes if we wanted to. Oh, I know. I think Easily. this is as good a place as any. I, I agree. I agree, and I mean, just for the fanfare, I, I I would like to know what happened to Ganima, how she lived out her life. Me if too. Only, if only just a glimpse. Uh, same with Faradin, you know, um, Stilgar. I want to see how all these the, the, the these people, uh, what 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 their story was, how how that ended. Um, Hope we get some passing mentions, uh, but if not, I'm okay with that. You know, it, it would just it, 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 that's pure the the pure fan service urge in me wants that. You know, but I also understand if it's been three thousand years and why are we talking about these these long dead <laughs> characters? Yeah, well, something tells me that um, we'll get some uh, excerpts at the beginning of some of these chapters that that might, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that might answer those questions. That would be ideal. Yep. Right, I really wouldn't want much more than that. No, but, no uh, same, same. But it would be cool to get something. Yeah. So, what what are your final thoughts on on uh, this and 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 your thoughts on the future of God Emperor? My final thoughts are that I'm intrigued at how this book has decided to differentiate itself from its predecessors. Um, and I, I like that, you know, literally we're distancing ourselves from the previous three books. Um, so it's really cool to see these far-flung consequences that all still connect back to that first book in some way. But we, we have essentially a fully terraformed Arrakis, um, uh, a kind of like mad tyrant god ruling over the whole thing 
and you know this Atreides rebel kind of in the the background right now um I it it feels like for especially the last two books Messiah and Children of Dune so much of the focus has been on like um the interplay between royalty and these characters of high society and that's cool I really like that but I really like also injecting this idea of um you know like the common people having to band together to mm. destroy this larger than life threat yeah, definitely and I I think I think that's what we're getting not to say that Siona is just like a working class whatever you know obviously it, it sounds like she has a lot of inherent benefits yeah, uh, yeah. that that she's been made to have but it but it sounds like um her station and what she's working with is is kind of on a a lower level yeah um and also just the way the book is written so far you know it's the very beginning so it could just be how it starts and it might change as it continues but it, it feels like it's leaning a bit more on um being told in like these smaller pieces with different perspectives and, and even different, not just different perspectives. Like each chapter has always had a different perspective, but just like different forms of writing the chapter, be it the journals yep. or the conversation recording or like a more standard character focused chapter. But like, with an even clearer understanding that, like, the character-focused chapters are happening in the past to the journal chapters, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, um, And so we might be even getting, like, more non-linear in the writing style. Yeah. Um, so Which it just sets, it sets, it sets itself apart in a lot of ways. Definitely. All, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, do, I think that it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a very different read for us and uh, refreshing and, I mean, just... B- by necessity being set 3000 years in the future from everything we know, there's going to be, ha- there's going to have to be some jumps in time and, and different. Totally. Uh, yeah. So, so, so that, that I like, I'm, you know, I, I, I am happy that they changed things up that Frank Herbert changed things up and, uh, and, you know, we're not going to get five years after children of Dune, um, which would have been very interesting. I'm sure. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm glad that we kind of broke the mold here. Yeah, is that um, pretty much where you're at then too? With yeah. with how you feel about how you've or what you've read so far, and yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 mainly just very excited. I I I I I like everything that that uh, is going on so far. Right on. Well, hey, I know this has been a, a long discussion, maybe even a little longer than we were anticipating. Yeah, for, obviously for like only one actually like chapter length chapter. Like there's like <laughs> literally all like all like four four out of five were like very short chapters. I know, it's but uh, there, there's just so much to yeah. Um, I mean, there I know. you know so many times just like one line here or there yeah. feels like. Uh, open so many doors exactly to, so much weight. it's like oh what does that what does that mean for the larger universe absolutely so. i know yeah so many questions but um 
this is a damn good start so i'm excited to dive in same let's keep it going all right man uh, do your plug so if you want you can email us at dunedudespod at gmail.com uh we actually just started a twitter at dunedudespod um i don't think we have an instagram yet no Instagram, right? Yeah. No, no, I'm not really interested in. Not doing sure. That. If, okay, no Instagram. Uh, you, you can follow us fine, on Instagram at at TV. Same thing on Twitter. Um, and yeah, uh, please rate, review, like, subscribe. Um, we we made some changes, but we're still on the same feed. So if you were subscribed, you're still subscribed. Um, yeah, that's about it. Until next time. I don't know. Um, just uh, send us a send us an email or a tweet or something. Uh, tell us how many Duncans you think there. Yes, are. yes. Give us just your like, <laughs> guess. Guess how many Duncans. Give us your Duncan guesstimate. How many Duncans have been have been reborn and killed in three thousand years? Like imagine when they got like those jars. You got to guess how many fucking yeah, gumballs yeah. are in it or something. <laughs> how many Duncans? A jar of Duncans. What's your guess? Yeah. All right. Let us know. See ya.